You are now tuned in, tuned in. to the Spectators, Spectators Podcast. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Spectators Podcast. I'm Packy. This is episode 119. Welcome to 2021, you guys. I brought the podcast back in March of 2020, and I only missed two weeks all year, and it was back-to-back weeks, my wedding week. And my honeymoon week. But I also gave you two bonus pods, including one on New Year's Eve with Glow the other day. So we had 43 pods in 43 weeks this year. Consistency is key, and we're going to try to keep it going here in 2021. I appreciate everybody who who tuned into the Instagram Live on New Year's Eve. Um, It's one of the reasons right now that it's just a, a simple, you know, about a half hour audio podcast right now is because I do think consistency is very important. I want to give you a podcast every week and I don't want to just do it when I have the time um, because then it's hard for people to realize, oh, I got a pod every week. I'm going to go listen. Um, It's hard for people to keep coming back. So right now is what makes sense. Eventually, maybe we we add the visual, we make it longer and we get more guests and things like that. But I want to start with consistency and 43 pods in 43 weeks for the, for, for 2020 is a, is a good way to start. Um, like I said, New Year's Eve pod glow and I did the podcast live on New Year's Eve on, uh, on Instagram. That was fun. If you haven't heard that one, it's up on Spotify and Apple pods as well. And everywhere else, everywhere um, else that you can listen to podcasts while you're catching up on that. Make sure you subscribe to the Spectators Podcast on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify. If you want to go the extra mile, leave me a five-star review. Thank you to all the loyal listeners, and let's pod. You are now tuned in to the Spectators Podcast. The NFL playoffs are set. The Chiefs are the one seed with a bye in the AFC. The Bills beat the Dolphins, and the Colts beat the Jags to keep the Dolphins out. And the Colts in. So Bills and Colts will play each other. The Browns, congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. They beat the Steelers to punch their ticket. And they'll get a rematch this weekend in the first round. And the Titans beat the Texans to win the division. They'll play the Ravens in round one. In the NFC, the Packers beat the Bears to get the one seed in a bye. But the Bears still got in. And they'll face the Saints. The Rams beat the Cardinals to get in, and they'll play the Seahawks. And in the game that everybody's talking about, the Washington football team beat the Philadelphia Tankers to win the division and face the Buccaneers in round one. The sports world is up in arms at the Philadelphia Eagles, laying down, benching Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld when the game was very much up for grabs essentially sealing the loss and punching the ticket for Washington. The Giants, who beat the Cowboys earlier in the day and needed an Eagles win, were obviously very butthurt. All the sports pundits and personalities are upset with Doug Peterson and the Eagles. Dan Orlovsky said they made a mockery of the game. Chris Mortensen tweeted, This is the most negative barrage of comments I have received about a game's lack of integrity, and that's not even counting Giants-related bias. Consensus from those in NFL and who have been associated with it? Disgrace. 
And that's not the fault of the Washington football team. Wow, very strong takes. People very upset. Here's my take. Get the fuck over it. Each team is responsible for themselves. If the Eagles win that game, they get nothing but the satisfaction of one win. They don't make the playoffs. Nothing happens. The season is over. If they lose the game, they get a higher draft pick. They go from 9 to 6. They are quite literally in that situation incentivized to lose. I'll never understand how people don't see this. So big picture, Philly did right by their supporters, in my opinion. Winning that game did not matter. Getting a better draft pick could definitely matter. Now, there are two perspectives to this, and these are important. One, players and coaches. Once the whistle blows, players and coaches should be trying to win the game. Win the game at hand. Period. Doug Peterson claims the QB change was his decision alone. He's the head coach. So if you want to be mad at Doug Peterson, fine. I don't really have a problem with you being mad at Doug Peterson, but I tend to think that all the higher-ups with the Eagles wanted to lose that game, including Doug Peterson, and because they can't just come out and say, hey, we're tanking, Peterson has to be the fall guy. Somebody has to. But if you want to be mad at him, fine, because I agree with the premise that once the game starts, coaches and players should always be competing to win the game. If the Eagles wanted to blow it, yeah, I agree. They should have started Sudfeld. They should have sat their starters from from the jump. If that's what you're thinking, though, you have to ask yourself if you would have been okay with that given the ramifications of that game and what was on the line for Washington and New York. And the answer is, if you're upset, you probably would have been upset at that as well. So they were in a tricky spot to navigate knowing that a loss was better for the franchise, but that all eyes were on them and a bunch of other people needed them to win. The other reason I'm not up in arms over this is that to me, the Washington football team is the best team in that division. If anybody deserves to be in the playoffs from that division, it's them and that defense, not the six and 10 giants. And I know the Washington football team is, is seven and nine. It's a one win difference, but damn, you were six and 10 and you want to complain about what some other team did and how it affected you, spare me. Bottom line to me is this. If you want to complain about how the Eagles threw that game, all right, I don't have a problem with it. Pulling Hurts and Peterson telling you he was coaching to win the game still, he wanted to get Sudfeld in there, it's spitting in your face and telling you it's raining, I don't have a problem with your complaint. I'd just say, what do you expect him to say? Yeah, I was trying to blow the game. But if you, like a lot of pundits and fans out there right now, are complaining about the fact that the Eagles threw the game, period, wake up. I'll tell you what, if the Lions were in that position, I'd love to see them pull Stafford, put Sudfeld in. What is the difference between winning four games and five games? I'm not going to look back at 2020 and be like, God, we only won four games that year. I just really wish we would have won five. The difference between that fourth and fifth game 
is not shit. But the difference between the ninth pick in the draft and the sixth pick in the draft could be meaningful. Maybe it could also not be meaningful, but there's potential. I hope the Eagles just get a stud with that pick. And it's talked about for years to come. For all these hardos talking about this being a mockery of the sport. Again, I'm talking from an organizational, big picture, macro standpoint. Not the perspective of a player. Eagles players have every right to be pissed about this situation. And as a fan, I'd question the players if they were cool with it, honestly. But I'd question my GM if they didn't do what was best for the franchise. You have a sixth pick in the draft sitting right in front of you in your grasp. And you have control over whether you get it or not compared to the ninth pick. You get it. There's no downside other than media backlash. All right, let's get to the main story, the big topic of the day, Spotify and their purge on artificial streams. Just a few days ago, Spotify purged over, I believe, 100,000 songs from their platform citing streaming fraud. And here's an example of an email that some of these artists that were affected received from their distributor. Dear Artist, We have been notified by Spotify that one or more of your releases have been removed for alleged streaming fraud. Apologies that we were unable to help with this. Unfortunately, there is nothing we can do to appeal the store's decision on something like this. You might want to reach out to any fans, friends, family who have played your releases an unordinary number of times to let them know that they are actually causing stores to remove your releases. This is a really tricky subject. It's tricky because overall and in theory, this is awesome that Spotify is doing this. And I know that's not what a lot of independent artists that maybe some of you follow, some of my peers are saying. But in theory, this is awesome. Artificial streaming is a huge problem. Not only is it just super whack because we're talking about fake streams. For for example, um, streaming farms, uh, people just putting devices on repeat to play songs over and over again when, when they're not actually listening. That's just whack on its face. But if you look at the big picture, this practice is taking money out of legitimate artists' hands. There's a finite pot of revenue that Spotify is drawing from to pay all of us artists, okay? It's finite. If portions of that revenue are going to pay artists for artificial streams of their songs, that takes money out of the pot. It takes money out of the hands of artists with real streams. And this speaks directly to the complaint of Spotify doesn't give artists a big enough cut. If we cut out billions of fake streams that artists are unrightfully getting paid out, that should mean higher payouts for all the artists with real streams, in theory. So for people that aren't familiar with some of this, the artificial streams, things like that, there are different ways to get artificial streams. Um, and just examples so you know what I'm, I'm talking about are like using bots or click farms. Uh, generating streams that aren't coming from real users 
Or sometimes they're actually able to hack legitimate Spotify accounts and stream from those accounts when the actual user isn't aware and streaming music. Um, I know that was a big thing maybe a year or so ago. People were complaining they'd get on their Spotify and some some random songs already playing. Technology is so sophisticated now that, I mean, you can do that. You can You can even buy territories and pinpoint where you want the streams to come from, from these click farms. It's crazy. And this is part of the reason I've been hesitant and resistant to and really hated the playlisting culture around Spotify that's developed. If I drop a song and 100 people want to hear it and 100 people go listen to it, I get paid for 100 people listening to my song. But somebody else who has zero people who want to listen to their song can drop a song, go pay for some playlisting, get 100,000 people to listen to it via the playlisting, but nobody actually likes it, enjoys it, wants to follow that artist. But they get paid out for 100,000 streams out of the same pot that I get my payment of 100 streams for. And don't get me wrong. I don't hate the player. I hate the game. It's only natural that th these things open up when something grows as quickly as streaming and Spotify has. And I don't blame people for taking advantage of loopholes and systems that are there. If, and this is a big if, if they don't know that the streams are artificial. And that's the catch. I know plenty of good-hearted, well-intentioned artists using playlisting as a form of marketing to get their music out there to get heard as a way to, to boost the performance of a song. I've, I've tried a couple um, playlist, playlisting sites myself. If they knew the playlists they were getting on were a bunch of fake streams, they wouldn't use them. I wouldn't do that. I know plenty of artists that use playlisting that wouldn't do that. I have no problem with those artists. But there are plenty of artists, and I don't even like using that word for people who do this shit, more like opportunists, who know good and damn well that they're using bots and artificial streams, and they do it anyway because it gets their numbers up. They end up getting paid for fake streams. They end up inflating their numbers that sometimes they're even able to go book shows and get guaranteed money for these shows from promoters or venues that don't know any better. They don't bring out the people they say they will, that their numbers insinuate they will, but who cares? They made that money. When artists knowingly do this, they deserve whatever consequences come to them. And I want Spotify to get that shit out of there. I do feel bad for artists, though, that have used some of these playlisting services in an attempt to keep up with what they see as an advantage for other artists, and they end up getting screwed by this purge. That sucks. Again, when you see Spotify paying out for fake streams and Spotify's own algorithm for their playlists, like Release Radar and uh, Discover Weekly, I mean, picking up these songs and buying into the artificial streams, it's crazy on the back end to just blame the artist. Spotify is the one that created this environment. So yeah, as an artist who does everything organically, I love that Spotify is cracking down on the artificial streams. It's necessary. I just hope they really know what they're doing and they do a damn good job with it because 
that's a big deal to take somebody's music down. I can't imagine. If you're an indie artist really trying to make it, uh, of course you want to try things out and do everything you can. If you see people around you using playlist services and their songs are taking off and they're making money, it's like that's that money they're making is real. Spotify is paying them out. Why would you not try it yourself? I've had this conversation with our spec artists lots of times. Is like, yeah, try almost anything, but pay attention and judge if you really think there's a conversion rate. Are you actually gaining fans from some of these things or is it just empty numbers? Are people following you on social media? Are they checking out the rest of your catalog? If you playlist a song and it goes crazy compared to the rest of your catalog, but you don't see any influx of audience on social media or followers or anything that leads you to believe that these people are real, then they're probably not. The tough part is the vast majority of people that hear and like your song in a playlist aren't going to run to Instagram, follow you, send you a message about how they like your song. So it's tough as an artist to make that determination. But if you typically get, let's say, a thousand streams on a song and this song gets a hundred thousand, you should at least have a few new fans interacting with you outside of those Spotify numbers that become fans off that song. At least a couple people reaching out being like, hey, heard that song, that's awesome. One of the issues I do have with this, this Spotify purge, and only time will tell how it shakes out, is that I know that major labels are manipulating streams. This isn't just an indie artist issue. Unfortunately, major labels have money and they have connections. They even have people in place at these companies. So are they being hit with any takedowns? I'm not sure, but I tend to doubt it. And that's a problem. Streams on Spotify factor into chart, position, performance, and, and, and other things. There's big money involved. The payoff to being able to garner more streams for a record, fake or real, is huge. So of course major labels with money and connections are, are going to do it. And Spotify needs to hit them just as hard as they hit any independent artists. And it's hard for me to believe that's happening. But that's an issue for another day. Two wrongs don't make a right. Um, I don't want them to just have everybody using artificial streams. But that's something on my radar that needs to happen along with what's going on right now. Overall, like I said, it's a good thing that Spotify is cracking down on this. But it is extremely important that they do it correctly because taking down an artist's song the way we make a living, that's a big deal. And you can't do it without proof of wrongdoing. I can't imagine if all of a sudden one of my songs was just gone from Spotify. God forbid one of my most important songs, my biggest moneymakers, because they suspected something, if I knew in my heart of hearts that I didn't do anything wrong and I wasn't aware that anything bad was going on, that would make me sick because there's really not anything I could do about it. And one more issue with this, and this could be a little more far-fetched, but I don't know what Spotify's ways of detecting this fraud are. I don't know what goes on behind this, the scenes. But does this open up a can of worms where an artist could actually get a song taken off of Spotify because a group of fans decided to artificially inflate the streams. 
Like once an artist puts their song on Spotify, there are certain things that are completely out of their hands. Yeah, if you go tell all your fans, like some major label artists have, and I know indie artists have, to turn their phones down, loop your newest song over and over and over, that's on you. But hypothetically, fans can just do this on their own. They don't need an artist to to tell them that. And the artist shouldn't be penalized for it. That's like penalizing a YouTuber for some comment in their comment section. That's bullshit. The user should be penalized. You could also do it the opposite way. Say some artist doesn't like me. They can go or they can get their fans to go run my song up on loop and potentially get it taken down. Obviously, that could backfire and they could just be giving me a bunch of free streams and it never gets purged, but I'm just showing how complicated the situation could be here for Spotify depending on how confident they are that they're really catching the bad guys here. I'll obviously be keeping my eye on this situation. I'll let you guys know my my thoughts if things develop further. If any of my artist friends are listening to this and have any insights to give me, I'm I'm definitely interested. Feel free to holler at me. But like I said, overall, I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of complaints about this from people. Um and I do understand some of the reasons why because I know a lot of people that utilize these playlisting services and have nothing but good intentions. Um but I do think it's a good thing that Spotify is doing this because I don't think that's the way music should be getting out there. And it, these artificial streams are taking money out of real independent artists with real streams hands. And that shouldn't be happening. So like I said, overall, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that Spotify is doing this. I just hope and pray that they are doing it correctly. Um, because any one person that they screw over with this is a big deal. Um, like I said, I'll keep you updated on that situation. Just before I sign off here, I want to mention <laughs> this, this is totally different topic. Um, but I just saw it before I came, came on to do the pod. Um, Rudy Gobert did something totally uncalled for. He didn't stay in his lane and now Shaq is coming for him. What did he do? He signed a big contract. That's it. But that was enough for Shaq to take to Instagram, post a meme of him dunking on Rudy Gobert, score it to some music, and write the caption, I would have had 45 points, 16 rebounds, 10 missed free throws in three quarters. He would have had 11 points, four rebounds, and fouled out in three quarters. I'm a G. Besides the fact that it's funny... This is some all-time cornball stuff right here. Unfortunately, in his retirement from basketball, Shaq dabbles in this type of cornballery from time to time. Shaq is widely considered at least a top 20, if not top 10 all-time basketball player to ever live. Just about anybody with hoops knowledge refers to him as the most dominant force to ever play, the most dominant physical force to ever play the game. He's got rings. He was a fan favorite because he had a humorous side to him. He's got a great NBA legacy to retire on. Why does he insist on picking fights with current NBA bigs? Rudy Gobert signed a big contract. He didn't say shit. He signed a big contract. 
Yeah. NBA players make more money now than when Shaq played. Just like every other sport. And Shaq made plenty, side note. It sucks when players or just celebrities or public figures in general reveal themselves to have, like, these weird flaws and quirks. You tend to look up to these these people when you're younger. You put them on this pedestal. And it's always disappointing to realize they're just humans like everybody else with their own flaws. You'd never suspect Shaquille O'Neal to be this insecure. Gobert responded to a tweet that referenced Shaq's post, and he said, "There, There is no beef. If people want to keep speaking negatively about me or keep discrediting what I do, it's on them, and all that does is show who they are. I will always be happy for a brother beating the odds, and I'm going to keep beating the odds. This is a really mature response, but he would have had every right to just straight up call Shaq a clown for this. I mean, he's pretty much just pocket watching here, and that's never a good look, especially for someone that's supposed to be a media member covering the game now. I just I just wanted to mention that because I just saw it. LeBron is the king of the the cringeworthy Instagram posts, but this one by Shaq is it's right up there. Very bizarre. That's it for today, guys. Um, that Spotify thing is the big topic, and like I said, if any of you guys are in the know about some of the things going on there, have your own experiences with it. I know some of my artist friends listen to this podcast. Um, shoot me a text or a message or whatever. Let me know. Um, I'd be happy to talk about it. I'm, I'm definitely interested in what's going on there, but that's my take on it. That's it for today. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on Apple podcasts or follow on Spotify. So you get the pod in your library right away. Holler at me at Packy raps on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts and I'll talk to you next Tuesday. I'm a company man, I do it all for the brand I give my blood to the job and I give my love to the fans Really spec from the jump, never no check in advance And at the end of the month, I earn a check in my hand